Welcome to Mature in Every Way, a study of James. I'm Renee Adelsberger. We're going to walk through this book verse by verse. For more from me, visit pedestriangod.com. Let's get started. For the third time in this letter, James refers to us lovingly as dear brothers and sisters. He is not browbeating us into blind submission, but rather wants us to understand why his words are so important. So then comes one of the most difficult passages in all the Bible to obey daily. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Think about the last time someone was really mean to you. What was your reaction? If you're like me, your face flushed, your pace quickened, and your brain raced as you attempted to spit out the appropriate comeback that would put that person in their place. I can be very quick to speak and very slow to listen. That's because we're selfish people. We may not admit it verbally, but we really do think and act like the world revolves around us sometimes. But this is not how a Christian should be characterized. We are to be quick to listen so that we can better understand the other person's viewpoint. When we are able to remain calm, we are better able to resolve the issue. But when we allow ourselves to get angry quickly, tensions escalate and both people storm off mad. Nothing is solved, no mercy is shown, no grace, no wisdom, just a lot of pride and selfishness. James tells us that human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. My husband likes to be right, and fortunately for him, he is right most of the time. But he can fall into this smug way of telling me about how he was right. One night I looked at him and I said, You might have been right, but when you say it in that tone, you're wrong every time. I didn't say it in a harsh or bitter way. In fact, it's a joke now. It's a sentence that we both say back and forth to each other. Our facts can be right. But our motives and actions make us wrong. God did not save us so that we can run around to our friends and family and tell them how messed up they are. Rather, he called us to follow him in a life of obedience and love. We can trust that in his righteousness and justice, he will one day bring the appropriate judgment on the sin around us. Verse 21 starts with the word, therefore. Our pastor tells us that every time we see the word therefore in scripture, we need to ask ourselves, what's that therefore, therefore? Verse 21 says, therefore, ridding yourselves of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, humbly receive the implanted word which is able to save your souls. So what's it therefore? It's saying that since we are to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger, so that's looking back on the previous statement, we must then rid ourselves of our sin in order to do these three commands effectively. How do we rid ourselves of sin? Isn't that the million-dollar question we'd all like to have answered? It would be nice if it was as easy as following a simple set of instructions. What if we could just rid ourselves of our sin by turning around three times, walking a mile barefoot, and reciting the books of the Bible in order from memory? And, ta-da! All moral filth and evil will be vanquished from your life. But it's not like that at all. In fact, James taught us that this moral filth is coming from within us, from our very hearts. Our own sinful desires are luring us away like fish being lured by bait. 
We can't work our way into heaven. We can't do so many good deeds that God will somehow overlook or forget the list of wrongs we've done. Instead, we can humbly receive the implanted word which is able to save our souls. What is this word? John likes to talk about the word in his Bible writings. We already read 1 John 1, 1 1-4 in our homework. Let's combine it with John 1, 1 1-5, which says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through Him, and apart from Him not one thing was created that had been created. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have observed and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life, that life was revealed and we have seen it and we testify and declare to you the eternal life that was with the father and was revealed to us. What we have seen and heard, we also declare to you so that you may also have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. The word that John refers to in both of these passages is Jesus. We humans were not able to understand God's love when we read about it or when we heard prophets speak about it. So God gave us a picture of his love in a form that we would understand. That is, in Jesus Christ. Jesus came physically to earth in a miraculous combination of 100% man and 100% God to live out the love of God, die in our place, and be raised raised to life so that we will have victory over sin and death. This is the word that we humbly receive. We don't arrogantly approach the throne of God with our hands outstretched, hollering, gimme, gimme now. Rather, we understand the filth in our heart and humbly bow in his presence and ask to be rescued. And we just learned God is constant and he will give us this perfect gift when we ask. So we've been saved. Now what? Everything is smooth sailing. No. Verse 22 tells us that now we have to be doers of the word and not hearers only. I can know the rules but that doesn't mean I'm following them. I can know how to make ice cream, but that doesn't mean I instantly have ice cream and all the flavors at all times. We still have to take action. I would have to buy the ingredients and follow the recipes. It's easy to sit back in our pew and say, I know all the rules of God. Love your neighbor as yourself, do justice, love mercy, walk humbly with your God, yeah, yeah, yeah. This getting into heaven thing will be a cinch. But James repeats his word, deceived. When we hear the rules of God but don't obey them, we're deceiving ourselves. James uses the next couple sentences to give an example so that we will better understand. James says it's like looking in the mirror, walking away, and completely forgetting what you look like. If I were to look in the mirror and see a giant ink smudge on my cheek, I would frantically try to rub it off. I would run, get water, a towel, whatever was needed to fix it. The mirror would be crucial to my success because without it, I wouldn't be able to see if there was still ink on my cheek. Reading the Bible is like a mirror. It teaches us about God and about ourselves. 
Hebrews 4.12 teaches that the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation of soul soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It's able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The Holy Spirit uses scripture to reveal our sin. He doesn't do this so that we will fall into a pit of guilt and pity, but rather so that we will have an opportunity to repent, rely on Jesus, and walk closer with him. It's an act of mercy to have your sin revealed to you. Otherwise, you would continue sinning and drifting further away from God. We hang mirrors in our house so that we are certain our clothes are on correctly, our hair looks right, and that there aren't any smudges on our faces. The mirror offers a perspective that I don't normally have. I can look at my hands and see how they look, but only a mirror lets me see my own reflection. So too, the Bible offers a perspective on ourselves that we would not normally have. We have family members and teachers who can point out our behavior and help guide us, but they cannot judge our thoughts or our heart's intentions. That job belongs to God alone, and he wants us to have a clean heart. It won't be easy. James uses the word perseveres. That's a lot like enduring. We will have to push through and keep our eyes on the goal. But in the end, it will be worthwhile. The Lord will bless our strivings to live a life that brings glory to him. Father, help us as we look into the mirror of your word. Please reveal the areas of our lives that have thoughts and intentions that don't bring glory to you. Send us the Holy Spirit to help us be doers of your word and not just hearers. We love you. Amen.